Napa know-how. When you purchase a set of Napa brake pads and rotors, you get a discount code from Fanatics.com worth up to $50 towards your favorite sports gear. While Napa can't help your team reach the promised land, we can help make sure your car will because these brakes come with something no sports team does. Guaranteed performance. Great brakes, great price, great fan gear. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Offer expires September 30th, 2017. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to the SEN NBA podcast. As always, I'm your host, Luke Sakari, and once again, like last week, you obviously would have heard it there from the intro, we are in the upstairs studio again, the small studio. We've yep. been kicked out again. Not kicked out. We've been kicked out. We've just we're, been, we're just on a, a road trip. We're on a long road That's trip. Yeah. That is, of course, the voice of Chris De Silva across the desk from me. Chris, how are you? Good, mate. How, how's, how's things going? Things are good, you know. Yeah. We, we're approaching a time of year where um, basketball is getting fun. You know, we've got the final four this weekend in the college basketball. Mm-hmm. Who, who you got, by the way? Um, I'm not that big of a college basketball fan, so yeah. I don't really. I don't. I don't know. Once for me with, with I'll, I'll um, say North Carolina. Are they a favorite? I think so. I I think they might be South the Carolina, only... North Carolina, Oregon, and Gonzaga. Yeah, I believe the final four. I think Gonzaga and and North Carolina are the only one seeds remaining. Right. Okay. There you um, go. But for me, I lose all interest in the March Madness um, tournament when all the projected like top picks are gone. <laughs> like, yeah. So I, I don't know. Cause so you're watching college to scout. I'm watching college to see, you know, what can Lonzo Ball do? What can Josh Jackson do Yeah, uh, from Kansas? You know, guys like that. Um, so a few years ago when Duke won, it was great because I got to see what, what can Justice Winslow do, yeah. uh, Jaleel Okafor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this year, I think all the Markel Fultz, who's projected to go number one, didn't he, his team didn't even make the tournament. Yeah, exactly right. Um, it was the same for Ben Simmons the year before. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm... Because I'm obviously a, an NBA fan first, um, I'm I'm always looking to see what those guys can do. It's an interesting debate, isn't it? I mean, you mentioned there Ben Simmons, obviously, last year. Um, LSU didn't make They had a pretty poor season team-wise. They had a horrible second half of the season last year. How much is playing in, in, in the March Madness tournament make an impact on your draft stock? I think, if anything, I don't think you're really for if you have a bad March Madness. No. You can definitely rise. We've yeah. seen players yeah. have a great mm-hmm. two, two and a half weeks in the March Madness tournament and their draft stock goes up. Yep. You don't really see players' draft stock go down if they miss it. Yeah. Or if they get knocked down in the first or second round by a Cinderella we team. We mentioned Winslow. I think he was one of those guys. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, there's been plenty. Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood had a really um, good one, yeah. Really good ones. Um, Steph Curry going back with, with that run with Davidson. Yeah. Um, it is special. It is. It is great to see. Um, I think, um, although this guy was probably projected to go number two anyway, but Michael Kidd Gilchrist mm-hmm. in those years with mm-hmm. the with the Wildcats. Um, so no, it, it's good, and I think for me it's interesting this um, trend of the best player being just not on great teams, and I think yeah. it's going to continue next year with Michael Porter Jr. going yep. to Missouri. Yeah. Um, so. No, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Like they're stuck on mediocre teams, but it does it does make them stand out a bit more individually. It does. It does. When they're on a mediocre team, but I, I yeah, I don't know. When you're scouting college teams, you're scouting players as opposed to to, to systems and structures. Yep. So yep. it's more so seeing what the player can do. And um, 
I'm not sure if going to a good or worse team has an impact in their decision making. I'm sure I'm sure it does because these guys aren't stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, they they know what they're doing. There's a motive behind everything. But um, I think you do have to take into account if you're scouting these guys, the team that they're on, because the team will also dictate the opposition. Yeah. So obviously, if you're a higher school, you'll play more games against higher competition. If you're a lower school, where you're playing, might be in a lower conference. Yep. You're playing worse teams, which can. Make maybe inflate your performance and your individual numbers just a little bit, and um, it's and it's also the um, the system that you're playing as well. I guess like a few years back, it, Kentucky were loaded when they had yeah. you know Carl Anthony Towns, um, Devin Booker was coming off the bench. Yeah, now um, he's scoring seventy. Now, yeah. <laughs> so if if Dev, if Devin Booker was in in a lesser program and he was starting, his stock might have been higher than the thirteen that he was drafted. Um, whereas you had. Carl Anthony Towns, who's putting up twenty five and fifteen now for fun. Yeah. Um. In college, he was only averaging about ten and six or something. So, um. But it didn't matter for him. He was still number one. Exactly right. Now, moving on. I mean, we all have our college basketball. We are moving on. Um. Now, last week we talked about possible playoff matchups in the Eastern Conference. We yep. we, went, we went through the one through eight where we think they're going to finish up and kind of just uh, dissected the matchups a little bit. This week, it's the same concept, but in the Western Conference, of course. Yep. Playoffs are only about two weeks away, I think, or less than two weeks. I'm not too, week yeah, about two weeks. About two, two weeks. weeks. Yep. So they're very close. It's a very exciting time. And we'll, we'll start from the top, like we did last week, and that's the one seed, Golden State, who've pretty much got it wrapped up now. Yep. Um, I see Portland will finish at eight, and they'll play, obviously, Denver's held that eight seed pretty much all season. And then they lost to Portland yeah. a few days ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Denver's kind of just been sitting there for months. Yeah. And we've been looking at this litter of teams um, behind them saying, who's going to catch them? Um, it seems like it's Portland, and I think it's just based on talent. I yeah. mean, Portland yep. clearly had the most talented team in that bottom uh, bottom eight or seven teams in the West. And now it's finally starting to come to fruition a little bit. It's ta- it's still on the whole a disappointing season for Portland. It is. They yeah, had like, they had top four yeah um, hopes. Yep. And now they're just going to scrape into the playoffs. Yeah. Well, you if you looked at them last year in the in the playoffs, um, that five game series against Golden State made a lot of a lot of people become fans of this team overnight, um, and really buy a lot of that Blazers stock, and then they doubled down on that core that they had um and then for whatever reason you know the start of the season just nothing was going right for them yeah. um the defense was horrible defense was horrible uh, Lillard wasn't shooting as well um then you had all the talk about who whose team is it is it CJ McCollum's team or Lillard's team and i think that that kind of talk no matter how much guys say it doesn't doesn't matter it always weighs on guys especially young guys in the league, so and then they they made the big trade. Yeah, yeah. and when we were speaking about the great man before we came on here, Yusuf Murphy, you told a very funny story of what uh, he gets up to off the court. But yeah. uh, we'll leave that for another day. I'm sure you can go find it on Twitter if you want to check that one out. They're 15 and five since the big man Yusuf Nurkic yep. has come to Portland. Him, along with Noah Von Lee, have almost turned around that defense a little bit. Yeah, those two big men have been pillars in an improved defense for Portland. Um, he's made a massive impact. And this is a guy that, that has always had ha- talent. We saw it in Denver at times. Yep. And then Nik- Nikola Jokic came along yeah. and kind of took some of his minutes. They couldn't play they him couldn't together. They couldn't coexist, could they? They, yeah. uh, they couldn't mesh. They couldn't gel. Um, 
the Nuggets, rightfully so, went with Jokic. I think you had to because he's a yeah, better player. Absolutely. So they said, he's our guy. Made uh, Yusuf Nurkic um, tradable. Yep. And they, they got rid of him. And Portland's reaping the ultimate benefits. And Portland, I believe, got a first round pick with Nurkic as well. I so. Yeah, don't have to trade details in front of me, but I for, think so. Yeah. For Mason Plumlee, is it? Yeah, Plumlee was in that yep, deal. There's yep. too many damn Plumlees. <laughs> there's, um, there's a lot of them floating around. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, man, he's been fantastic. And. Um, you, we spoke about Jokic, and they have kind of similar, yeah, they do, um, they similar do. skill sets. Nurkic is he doesn't make Jokic make some ridiculous passes. Yeah, um, Nurkic isn't quite that level of passer, but I mean he's averaging over three assists a game for as a blazer, and he's smart as well. Um, he makes smart decisions. He's smart and he's big. He's big, seven foot, two eighty pounds. Um, that's a matchup problem. Yeah, that's a matchup problem. Like you go around the league, there's not many guys who. Are, Legitimate seven foot and two eighty, and when he's on the court with those guys, he stands out because that team, prior to him coming, was one that played f- fairly small with Aminu. You know, sometimes playing the four. Vonley's not that big of a guy no, that we not. mentioned. Not. Um, even Plumley, when he was there, he's not not a massive. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Siri, obviously, Siri, she, she's trying to make use of the um the Blazers as well. Uh, <laughs> She can't oh quite figure God. out their front court setup either. Yeah, yeah. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry about that. You just wanted to get involved with the podcast. Uh, Nurkic. Everyone loves Nurk. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, 15 points, 10 rebounds a game, three assists, two blocks as well. Yeah. Um, the only thing that he's ha- isn't doing is shooting threes, but you don't need to when no, you're such you a dominant to. force. And when you're playing with Lillard and McCullum, you don't, no, you, there's, you don't need... A, they've got. They've got that... What you need in the modern NBA, where you need that that fulcrum in the middle, yeah, and then you can just spread around retreating, and especially when he's such a great passer, he can find those guys. Your Allen Crabs, Aminu, obviously the backcourt, um, and that can. Who's starting for them now at the moment is they've got Nurkic, obviously. I'm pretty sure Von um, Le's starting. I Von Le's starting now. I think yes. Um, Crabs off the bench, yeah, yeah. and so Aminu, Aminu, Lillard, and McCollum. So yeah. It's it's a pretty pretty formidable lineup, I guess. And I think with um Nurkic as well, I think you mentioned it. He can score. Yeah, he's so good offensively. He's he can gifted, put the ball he's gifted in, in the, the basket. Post. He's yeah. gifted in the post. Has a bit of a jump shot as well. A bit of a face up game. Um, it's one of those plays that are just smooth the ball. Yep. You know he he knows when to attack. He knows what moves to make on the opposition. I guess it opens up the question. Really speaking about the matchups here, will he be a problem for Golden State? Uh... I mean, I mean, obviously, oh, well, um, obviously, put put a precursor on this. The Blazers aren't going to beat the Warriors. No, no. It'd be lucky to go five. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was. I but, would but, still see Golden State sweeping the series, but yeah. But that doesn't mean um, they can cause some potential problems here. And but there. look, that means if Draymond Green has to bang against a seven foot guy, that's that's wear and tear. Yeah, we um, saw it last year, and we've spoken about we saw it last year. Yeah, we we saw last year with Stephen Adams. What Steve? Yeah. What Stephen Adams caused caused problems for Draymond Green. Yeah. and um, um, it'll be interesting to see whether Nurkic is known to get under people's skin. He does. He's uh, got a bit of an attitude about him, and you've seen that a little bit. Yeah. Um, in Portland, he, even some of the fu- I mean, he wasn't. He made some pretty uh strong comments when they beat the Nuggets. Yes. Um, about his former team. Yep. He. He's always in the one of those guys who's photo bombing the the art pre the post game. He, he doesn't interviews. lack confidence he's at all. Fu- yeah, doesn't lack confidence. He seems fun to be around, but that also resonates on the other side where he can really peeve off 
his yeah. opponents and he's not afraid to let them know about it do either. you remember when he was with Denver probably oh it was last season I think yeah. so I don't know if he was a rookie last year yeah he was a rookie last year wasn't he mm, um, was he I thought I think he's this is I think this is his year. third year. Okay, this is his third. Anyway, whatever it is, go yeah, on. but he yes, he yes. hadn't he hadn't he hadn't established himself. No, no, yep. nowhere near it. And he started chawing at LeBron. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, no, I do. And then and then LeBron, they kind of had I a think back that was and a forth game in, was that a game in, in Cleveland. In that was in Cleveland. Sorry, it was in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, but the the talk on Nurkic is no one no one's ever doubted his talent. No. Um, but it's been I think Zach Lowe said this that. There's certain things that you can do in the league when you when you have a rep- when you have built up your resume as yep. such, and and that takes you know years and, oh, and, yep. and all star games and whatever the case. And the talk on Nurkic has been he does those things without having the 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 the, the resume to go the resume it. yeah um, the, the achievements the like, like we said going at LeBron when you're unheralded unheralded you know Bosnian. Bosnian <laughs> yeah. uh, sophomore player. So, um, and looking at his Blazers, it's obviously been a great start for him. And people have said, well, it's great now. It's a honeymoon now. Um, see what happens in the long run, um, whether those issues resurface. Yep. Yep. Um, it'll be interesting to see. But if he plays like this, um, he's definitely a max talent. He is. And let's speak about the Golden State for a little bit because um, they are rolling. They are back yeah. to being the Golden State we all thought. Well, not even we. We all thought they they could be, but we all know who they are now. Like, yep. This is the Warriors team we've come to know and love. Some some people love them. Some people aren't that <laughs> fond of them. But you know, Curry is just on fire. Yep. Um, Duran is getting closer and closer. They reckon he's going to return before the regular season ends, which yeah, is a looks, positive. Looks like he'll get a couple of games in. And they're just running away with games. I mean. Um, a lot of people said this week was was their biggest test. They've knocked off the Rockets. They've knocked off the Spurs in a game that was mildly impressive. All on the road. Yeah, and second I'm pretty night, sure they, they were back to back. Back to back. Yeah, it's they beat the, the Rockets first up. Then they went to San Antonio, got blitzed in the first quarter. They were down by 20 points in the first quarter. I yep. thought the Spurs are going to smack them. And Golden State came back and they ended up with a oh, pretty comfortable win in the end. Yeah, they won they by can, double digits. Yeah, they controlled the game. Yeah. Second night of a back-to-back, you know, no one was resting. You know, this was the teams were out there, a nice little run, uh, a nice little warm before the playoffs started, mm-hmm. and they looked awesome. Yeah, and they're yeah. looking like the team that we all thought were going to run over the league. Yeah, it's it's funny you look at them, and um, I mentioned when when Durant got hurt, I thought one of the silver linings, if you like, might be that it would allow Steph to get back into a groove. Yeah. Um, yeah. And immediately after Durant's injury, it just wasn't the case because he was just missing shots um, that he's made missing all his good life. Shots, yeah. Um, but you know that that's a law of averages always balances out. And we've seen in the last probably ten games where they've had a this nine game winning streak, he's he's just starting to look like the twenty fifteen sixteen. Getting his swagger back. He's looking like the unanimous MVP. Yeah. Um, you know, really bouncy off the dribble. Um, putting his teammates in fantastic positions as well. And them as a team are defending fantastic um, yep. right now. Draymond just been out of this world this whole year. Um, and this week, like you said, it was a banner week for them. Yeah, it was um, a big week. And it's funny, you mentioned the 20-point deficit that they had. I tweeted it at the time. 
for me, they almost become scarier when they're down 20. Yeah, okay. Like, they... It's a 20-point lead, yeah. They caught that up in less than a quarter. And that's interesting as well because traditionally... um, Teams that do build those big leads so early, just by human nature, they do almost just... They, they lose a bit of focus. Yeah. They, they relax a little bit. You don't want to do that against Golden State. It's almost the worst thing to do against the Warriors is to build a massive early lead. Because you know they're going to come back. Yeah. And then there's too much you time kind of go into your shell of um, defending the lead as opposed yep. to building it. Yep. You're in that shell so early of, okay, let's stop them from coming back as opposed to, hey, let's go out and score some points and build a lead. We saw it in the finals last year. In game six, the Cavs came out, absolutely blitzed them in the yep. first quarter. Yep. And that was, I think, an eight-point game in the second quarter. So... It's not like these guys are catching up in the fourth quarter. They literally catch, catch up. up in the matter of maybe 10 minutes. Um, There's no better team at building momentum in an instant no. and just taking full advantage And it, of it. all starts with their defense. Because yeah. you see, when they go on these runs, sure, they make shots as well. But they get multiple stop after stop after stop. Which turnover, fuels their offense. Turnover, out in transition, you know... F- Fast break threes. It's not. It's not even dunks. It's threes with the steam. Yeah, yeah. Which is even more damaging. Um, but one thing for them that has really, you know, been an uptick since Durant's injury. Not only Curry's play, Andre Iguodala's been fantastic. Oh, he's awesome. He's shooting about sixty percent. He has been so forty percent from three. Yeah. And for me, even no matter how much talent this team has, he's still one of the most violent X factors on this team. Yeah. When when Iguodala, I would love to look at the stats of this. I'm, I don't have them in front of me, but when he scores twenty points, I'd imagine they they rarely lose. Yeah, if they've lost yeah, at no, all. That's in true. The last three years, and he brings with Iggy. He brings a different element to that team that no one else can. Yep. It's it's like you said. It's it's the ultimate X factor because it's the point of difference mm-hmm. to um to the rest of the roster. Obviously, we know the um. The the intention he brings defensively, whether or not he, um his one on one defensive ability is fading a bit with his age is is, is debatable. Yeah. But you know he's going to bring that intensity and, and that effort on that end. And when he hits freeze, it has just this demoralizing effect. Yeah. On on the opposing, I don't know what it is. I can't think of when he's just can't be out in the corner, and the defense is so focused mm. on the main guys, and they kick it out to him. You kind of you know what's going in, yeah. And it's the worst. It seems like his shots more than anyone. Just take, just take the steam out of the opposition. Take the take the life out of them. Yeah. Um, we saw it in the 2015 finals when yeah. he was the MVP. He just started hitting hitting his it's threes. It's just so demoralizing. But even in that in that uh, Spurs game, it wasn't even just open shots. He was hitting tough contested, yeah, contested mid range pull up twos. Yeah. Um, Which you wanted to take those shots, I guess. Yeah, you live with them. You but live it was, with it's them. just. But if they're going th- in, they're going in. And I think that's what the Spurs will be saying. Well, you know, they just made they just made tough shots. They made, but that's what they do, though. That's what they do. That's their mo. That, that's why <laughs> that's why this team is unlike any other team in yeah. NBA history. And it's so funny. We always say, "Oh, you live with that shot. You live." But if it's going in, I mean, it's going in. They're averaging seventy wins a season. Yeah, <laughs> so I think it's a bit more. If they're living, they're living lavishly. Yeah, they're living. Yeah, living in a five five star you know apartment. Exactly right. Um, but no, nah, they've been fantastic. And and for me, it's when when they're defending when when Iguodala and Green especially are locked in, you literally like can't even dribble the ball near them. Yeah, because it's yeah. gone. It's it's 
there's only they're really one, quick hands. Yeah, there's only really one. Quick and hands. you see, when normally in the NBA, when a guard gets a switch and a big man on him, yeah. Um, so green in yeah, this example, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's almost like they they lick their lips, going, "Okay, barbecue chicken." Yeah. <laughs> when when guards get in front of Draymond on the switch. They're literally it's a, it's a deer in the headlights. Look, yeah. Um, the only one guy I've seen that constantly actually enjoys that matchup as a guard is Kyrie. Yeah. Um, Kyrie maybe because he's friends with Draymond off the court, so he doesn't find him as intimidating. I'm not sure. Um, but almost every other guard, when Draymond gets switched out to him, it's just he he eats them. Yeah, he eats them alive. Yep. I think that's got a lot to do with his um, his high. No, not even his height. Uh, as a, it's just his size. He just and his movement at that size. He's he's a matchup that they they don't see a lot. And when when their D is keyed in, they make they make you do what you don't want to do. Exactly. Right. And we saw in the in the Spurs game, the guard for me that was dribbling the ball most of the time was Danny Green, mm-hmm. and that's not what he's you known know, for at don't all. Don't want that. So they were happy to give him, give Danny Green the ball and say, hey, try and beat us off the dribble. Yeah. And you he, beat he's, not, he's not going to do that. the initiator. He's not going to do that. They did not let Mills or Parker, Kawhi was off. Yeah. He, he didn't have a great game. Um, so, now nah, their, their defense to me still, like even though there's great defensive teams, the Spurs, Utah with Gobert, yeah. this team is still... When they hit their ceiling, they're the most frightening defensive team in the league. They're probably the most frightening team just period uh, in the entire league. Yeah. yeah. Now moving on to the next matchup, we touched on them just then, but the Spurs—they're pretty much locked into the second seed. They're not yep. moving. I'm pretty sure they've they've got a pretty uh, comfy buffer. Seven seven game lead on yeah. the third. So third team they're buffers. staying second. Um, I see Memphis sliding in at that seven spot. Yep. And does it seem like every year we get a Spurs Grizzlies? Yes, yeah, so we had it last year. It, uh, yeah. I don't know what it is. Fate has it that these two teams just find a way to... Um, it's funny. This was a, con- find the this way was, this was a conference final three years yeah, ago. Yeah, it was. This was a conference final. Um, well, what, what do you make of the Spurs recently? Um, they kind of... They got to the... It's funny. They were on this amazing streak where they got caught up with the Warriors and yeah. literally yeah. took the one seed... And then they've kind of plateaued again. It's funny I say plateaued because they're seven and three in the last ten. <laughs> but that's as plateau as the Spurs are going to yeah. get. Yeah, we're, spe- um, we're speaking in different expectation level here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think one thing that's if I'm Spurs guy that's concerning to me is after the All Star game, Kawhi is only shooting about twenty eight percent from three. Danny Green's off as well. Danny Green's off. That he's that's, had, that's that, worrying to me. Danny Green's actually had the second biggest drop off. This is from from this week. Since the All-Star break, second biggest drop-off in effective field goal percentage. Yeah. It's something from 56 down to 43% or something along those lines. It's a massive drop-off from one, from one of your sharp shooters. Yeah, we're, those two, when they're probably taking the bulk of your threes anyway. Exactly. Um, right. You know, who who else is going to shoot threes there? Paddy Mills going to shoot threes. Yep. He's had a great season. Yeah. Um, but it's not like they're a team that's flush with, you know, they're really offensive not. options. Yeah. Um, and when the in the playoffs, when the game slows down and teams have time to scout, time to scout Kawhi and see what he does, what makes him tick offensively, because as as good as he's been this season, I you know he's not still not one of the most gifted offensive guys nah, in the league. No, nah. um, you know, 
but he's been fantastic. So it'll be interesting. And I think that's been the thing with the Spurs this whole season, kind of. Yeah, they're doing well and all. And 57 and 17, so fantastic. Um, but we saw it last year. It was the same thing. Um, they looked untouchable in the regular season. When it came to the playoffs and the game slowed down a little bit and teams had time to scout um, and more athletic teams like the War- like the Thunder sorry, um, were able to take advantage. So now granted the, the, Thun- the Durant Thunder aren't there this year. Yeah. Um, but I've seen, you know, some OKC people say we like our chances against the Spurs. Spurs. And I think they've they've had some success against the Spurs. They have, yeah. Sim- simply because who guards Westbrook? You can't. You I can't. mean, are you gonna, are you gonna, slow. Are you going to make Kawhi do that? Yeah, and, and then that wears and, him down. And then have him be like, oh, Kawhi, get 30 points yeah. as well. Yeah, um, you, you not can't going to put Green on him, not going to put Mills on him. He's... That's the Achilles heel for me with the Spurs in any, whether you're talking about the Warriors, the Rockets, it's a point guard matchup. Yeah. Um, and that was a concern coming into the year. It, yeah, I, I, I highlighted it as a concern because we know Parker's um, going down. To me, Paddy Mills is a backup. Um, yeah. Amazing backup. Amazing. Fantastic. Probably, amazing probably the best bench. backup in the league. Yeah, but I don't want him really starting. No. And going up against those best point guards every night in, night out because yeah. he's just not at that level defensively. And he's, it's not, it's not for the lack of effort with Paddy. No, absolutely um, not. No one's questioning his endeavor. He's he's six foot two. Yeah, he's when limited athletically. When you're six foot two, you're six foot two. Exactly right. And you're looking at these guys. You know, Curry six three, Harden six five, and and a bull. No. Um, I'm talking about him soon. He's awesome. Two about two twenty two thirty pounds. Yeah. Whereas Paddy's probably one ninety soaking wet. Um, Russ Westbrook is six four. Um, who else we got? You know, Chris Paul is isn't that big. Um, but he's Chris crafty. Paul. Yeah, but he's crafty. Chris Paul. Yeah, exactly you know? right. Um, he ends right. Conley's a pretty big guard. Yeah, um, probably see him in the first round. Yeah. So that that's going to be interesting. I think if Memphis are going to do something, um, they're probably going to have to go through Conley a lot. Yep. Um, well, what do you make of the Grizzlies? It seems like every year they're just like a, a replica of the season they're, before. They're there or thereabouts. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> they just don't go away. They're, they're a pretty good home team, 22 and 14. Yeah. Roads where they've had, had yeah. their problems. Um, Vince Carr has been unbelievable. Oh, uh, even some of... Um, with Vince, uh, he, yeah, it's such a cliche, but it's like wine. He just gets better. Oh, yeah. I saw some videos of him warming up. Some of the dunks he's throwing down. Even his in-game dunks still. Yeah. I kind of like... This guy's approaching 40. Or he, is he, he whatever. is 40. He's 40. He's 40, man. And he's doing this stuff that he was doing in 2000. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. It's funny. Um, I was listening to the... Cavs road tripping podcast, yeah, and they were talking about Richard Jefferson at thirty six being able to get up, gets up there, and he was saying he wants to play like Vince when he's forty. I don't, I don't know if he can do that, but these guys, these guys are still able to get up at it's crazy thirty five plus. Um, I love Vince, man. He's just he's a consummate professional. Yeah, and um, if you wanted a um, uh. A guidebook on how players can can change their game and stay in the league. Yeah. It's Vince Carter. Yep. To see how he's obviously we all know he's become that that great three point shooter that he is now. But he was a franchise guy when yeah. he was younger. He, he was twenty seven point per score point per game scorer. Yeah, and a lot of those guys, a lot of the franchise guys, as their career fades, they kind of can't because they don't want to let go. Yeah, of that they can't recreate themselves. We saw it become valuable. We saw it with Kobe. Yeah. Imagine no, if true. Kobe was able to, you know. 
he could have won. He could have. Kobe didn't play his probably last four seasons. I think he didn't play a playoff game. Yeah, exactly. And for a winner like that to go out like that's that, tough. That's, that's tough. That's tough. And now, obviously, he's not going to leave the Lakers. He was never yeah, going to do that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, another one, Allen Iverson was the same. This guy was out of the league at, what, 31, 32. Is, where when you think about it, if he, if he was, in retrospect, that's, that's pretty crazy. That's a tragedy. That. That Alan Iverson was out of the league at, what, 33? Yeah. Because... No, it's so true. If and he, his he, last few years were not that productive no, anyway. He could have been a capable backup point guard yep. for, a, for a good team. Yep. Um, and that's the one thing that he didn't have on his resume was a title. Yep. Um, but, you know... What can you do? It's credit to Vince. It it's, is. It's credit to Vince. Um, um, Spur, Spurs advancing here. Sp- oh, Spurs advancing. Spurs are advancing I here. think it could be an uncomfortable series. could be a It always six. is against Memphis. You know, You're not going to walk over to Memphis Grizzlies. No. And and you you look at the guys that they can throw at Kawhi. You're talking about Tony Allen. Um, yep. Who will probably see a bulk, the bulk of the minutes on him, I would you say. You think so, yep. Um, they go, is James Ennis still there? I believe so. You might want to have a quick look at that one up. <laughs> um, um, you know, they got... If, you, if you're going smaller, you can play Jermichael Green on him. Yep, who's had a really good season. Uh, let me just check if he's here. No, I don't think he is. Chandler Parsons, oh my goodness. How <laughs> about that signing? Oh, wow. The Chandler Parsons signing. Um, that will go down as one of the all-time Yeah, so he... Worst. And Tony Allen makes things uncomfortable. Oh, Tony Allen no is not, not someone you want to see. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> Especially right. in the first round. Yeah. No, it's um, true. Because because he's another guy that we mentioned. He'll wear you down. Say, if, say the Spurs do make the conference finals against the Warriors, yeah? That six games against Tony Allen, you're going to feel it, it comes when you're, back. You're going to feel it when you're going up against KD. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in about a month later. It, 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 it's the culminative impact yep. and effect that playing on those guys had. Now, moving on, because we are a bit over time, so we've got to keep... Um, flying through these matchups, th- th- this could be the headline matchup of the first round. It's the Rockets and the Thunder. Yes, this is the bat. It's the battle of the MVPs, and I, oh, this oh, is man. the headline I, I wish, matchup. You know what? I wish this. this uh, series- just, just for context, we'll have. I think the Rockets will say in the third seed. Yep. Just to set up the situation. I see OKC staying six. You're at the standings there. Yep. Are they pretty much staying in six? Are they moving up and down? They could, they can move up. They can move up. They can move up. They could. They're only two games out of the four seed. But let's hope they don't move up, because <laughs> then we lose this. You know what? This though? I kind of, round. I kind of, the seeding has to work weirdly um, for it to happen. But if this series was a second round series where the MVP awards gets handed out to one yes. of these guys, that would be even better. Okay. Um, well, whenever we have it, we want to have it. We want over first round, second round, whenever it is. Yeah. Let's just pray that we get it because. Oh my goodness. It. A, it'll be a marketing um, god for the NBA if they got this. They'll be so happy. Yeah. It'll make them a lot of money. But <laughs> just for basketball fans, seeing Westbrook and Harden going at it for seven games. Every single night. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> I can't wait. The The Rockets have had a pretty major edge over... Um, yeah. I think they just got too much weapons. Over the Thunder, yeah. I think it might not be the most competitive series. Yeah. Um, I think the Rockets have that firepower just to run over them. Yep. But, oh, you'll see some awesome individual matchups. 
the the stat awesome. the stat lines will be unbelievable. <laughs> it will be um, will be more um, more telling of an all side game than a playoff series. And the stat lines meant to get lower in playoff series because the defense picks up. Don't think a lot of that will be happening. Here. It's funny though because the Thunder are actually not a bad defensive team. No, they're not. Um, and and the same Ro- as the Rockets. The Rockets have been better. Yeah. than we all thought. Let, let's not get the reputation I think, get in the way of our. I think they're the about facts. they're probably middle of the league. in, yep. in defense. Yeah. Um, which is okay when you have a top two offense. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, can that Thunder D stop the Rockets' offense? Yeah. Um, and if you're having a look at the matchups, obviously you got your Westbrook Harden one um, at the start. Then you got Reza, Reza going up against who's that small forward now? They've, they've been playing Alex Sabrinas a lot. Is Sabrinas starting now? He was. Okay. He was recently. Oh, he might might have taken out of that lineup, but he was. Yeah. Roberson's at the two. Roberson, I think, yeah. I think in that in that series, you will probably see Roberson. You see a lot of cross matches. Yeah. So Roberson will be guarding Harden, um, and you'll probably see Westbrook. They'll try to hide Westbrook on someone like Ariza. Yeah, you're not going to have... I mean, we say the individual matchup. They're not going to be going at each other one-on-one. No. Constantly. No, absolutely you, you'll, you'll see here and there they will be. Yeah. In, in periods of the game, but it's not going to be a consistent matchup between those two. Yeah, so they're not going to be playing pick up ball. I like I like what OKC's done, moving Taj Gibson to the starting lineup. He's I think been he's made a big he's impact. Been, he's been great, big um, impact, and they didn't give up a lot for him. Nope. Um. Nope. So that was that was a great trade for me. Um. Doug McDermott obviously added a bit of shooting. Yep. And it's moved Sabonis to the bench. Yep. Which which I I think he might have actually moved out of the. Rotation. Yeah, he's a guy that um he had a great start to the season. His first yeah. month we kind of like, okay, but he's he's a rookie. No, he is, and, yeah. and it happens. He, he hit the rookie war, and he's fallen off a little yeah. bit. But um, yeah, you're right about Taj Gibson. Since he's moved to the starting lineup on both ends as well. Yeah, he's given them almost what they um lost when Sergi Bucker left. Yep. Um, so he's kind of filled that gap perfectly on both ends because we know he's always gonna. Defensively, he's going to be in the right place at the right time. Mm. He's not going to make any dumb mistakes on the defensive end. No. And offensively, it's almost the same thing. He's one of these guys where he's not going to change the game per se, but he's going to do everything right and nothing really he's, wrong. He's one of those guys who he'll just float through a game, yeah, yeah. and he'll have like 15 and 8. Yeah. And you're like, where did he get that 15 yeah. from? And it's just smart back cuts, yeah. putbacks, putback layups, um, you know, he'll have the has a decent face up game from time to time, but he doesn't go to that that often. Yeah. Um but he's he doesn't necessarily need the ball to score. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously with this team he's not gonna have the ball because the ball's in no. Russell's hand. Yes. Um, it's gonna be one person's which is, hand. I'm not complaining. And one person only. I, which is, I'm not complaining at all. If he doesn't have the ball in his hand, they ain't winning. No. They aren't having a chance of winning. No. Everyone talks about oh he's chasing stats. Let me tell you something. If he's not getting these triple doubles, they're not winning games. No, they when he gets a th- triple double right, they have a better record percentage wise <laughs> than Golden State does. It's ridiculous this season. Like all this talk about, and it comes from the talk about Westbrook padding stats comes from it's ridiculous. It comes from Houston fans because they want obviously Harden to win. Yeah, and it comes from Golden State fans who, for whatever reason, are salty. <laughs> it's like, what else do you want? For yeah, you, do you want? You've taken their best players. Leave saw, them alone. I saw this great... Um, it, this might have been just um, a bit of tongue-in-cheek, this, this tweet, but it was one of the games recently. It might have been the Magic game or his 57-point game. I, I can't remember what game yeah. it was, 
But the Thunder had the ball. It was the end of the game. The last position, they'll just end it to dribble at the shot clock. And Westbrook had the ball, and he handed the ball to, to avoid Omer. the turnover. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure if you saw I that. Saw that. <laughs> and someone put it on Twitter. They're like, "Oh, if you want to edit any more evidence of Westbrook's chasing stats, I think it might have been a bit tongue in cheek." <laughs> and it was funny, but I mean, oh, uh, like, come on, man! <laughs> like, but people are pinpointing these little things. Yeah, just, and look, I, like, I hope I don't think it is. Nah, I but so. I would hope that people aren't losing sight of what he's doing no. by focusing on these it's negatives. I, may, I, may, maybe some some people will be some idiots out there will, yeah. will look at the negatives as they always do. But what he's doing is well, here, it's unheard of. Here's the thing, yeah. When say if he wins the MVP, I think the first oh, really. Thing, I have no. We idea. talked about this about Dude, a month I, or so ago. I have no idea, man. <laughs> It, oh, I switch tough. almost every day. It's tough because it? I was yeah. for for probably about three months. I was like a Titans. Yeah, and then Kawhi had the stretch. Yeah, he was did. Like, it's Kawhi. Um, then we see LeBron. Obviously, and Westbrook's always been there the whole time, just yeah. floating there. Westbrook's been there under the surface. But man, that fifty-seven point game. I, oh, I said it. You could You shouldn't. Year. You shouldn't let one game change your perspective. But I don't know if he gets them to the four seed. It's no, it has to be his. I said at the start of the year, I said, it doesn't matter where they finish. And I know historically we say, oh, but they've got to be a top two for a seed. Mm. This is the year. Uh, this is a different, this is different. This is a different circumstance. What he's doing is history. Yeah. What he's doing has, he can change history this year. I said at the start of the year, if he averages a triple-double, which he's on pace to do. It'll be probably a shock, he has shock if he doesn't. How no. can you average a triple-double and not win the MVP? Yeah, I'm going on that base. I know Harden has been absolutely. Oscar didn't win the MVP when he got well, a triple double. Wilt averaged fifty and twenty five, and he didn't get a triple. Well, Harden he, isn't he, averaging fifty and twenty five. Yeah, tell you that much. But Bill Russell won it. Did you know that? That yeah. So Bill Russell won. Bill it. Russell won it with like Different he was averaging like eighteen and twenty three or whatever. Oh, something ridiculous. Not, not saying he wasn't. Yeah, but yeah. Well, there, there you go. that has to change. That's not right. <laughs> that's not. That's, I'm sorry. That's not, that. That has to, they should revoke that. But MVP. but the thing, thing for me is right. Instead of instead of uh, appreciating what this guy's doing, yeah, people will immediately and it's and it's warrior fans that do it. They'll immediately point to his usage or turnovers, field goal percentage, advanced stats. Numbers are numbers, man. Thirty, yeah. ten, and ten. It's. And sure, if you exa- just watch the game. Just, just watch, watch the, the game watch and see game. what he's doing. Watch what we we're in a in an era where everyone's complaining about rest and guys not going hard enough. This guy puts everything Harden on the line. Harden as well has played every game so far this season. Yeah, Harden. He Harden, could play eighty two games. Yeah. When was the last time someone won the MVP and played eighty two games? Yeah, you tell exactly. Me. Yeah. Um, but we're in an era where we're complaining about guys not going hard enough at All Star games that. Yep. Taking rest throughout the season, and this guy's putting everything he has on the line literally every single night. And people are nitpicking. That matters, man. Yeah. That Pe- matters. It just and does. people are nitpicking the little negatives, and it's frustrating. Yeah. It is so. Because watch the games and tell me. People say, oh, his usage and his field goal percentage and his turnovers. Well, who else are they going to give the ball to? What is the alternative option? Well, you think oh, they're going to be better giving it to Old Deep? Hell yeah, no. Uh, exactly right. I mean, as like, I can't <laughs> understand what game they're watching. Are they simply just looking at the stats yeah. and saying, oh, he's it's like, turning man, this ball? It doesn't matter. Here's the thing with basketball. When you want to see something, there's always a way 
to see that. Yeah, look, I, I it's mean, like, it's, it's like, like any sport. Look, it's I, like I, last I, season in the eighties. Uh, sorry, last season when Steph Curry was doing what he was doing. Yeah, and all those players from the eighties were like, "Oh, he couldn't do it in in our league." Yeah, look, uh, I, I I love stats. I absolutely love love stats. There's a time and but a place. That you could always manipulate them to make your point. You can move goalposts. Yeah, exactly. You can or it. You got to use stats the right way, and you can. You always have people who manipulate them to make it make their point be. Yep. They make they want to make it factual, yeah, and that's what stats can do, which is the downside of stats. Yep, but oh, he's been amazing. Oh, we need this matchup. I just thought that'll be so fun to watch. It will be. It will be. And then, um, if, if if somehow somehow fate have it that Westbrook ends up facing Durant, oh my god! But I mean, you know what, man? The Warriors like, would walk all over that that series. Now I'm would, already tired of that series. Are you tired of it? I'm tired of that series. It just was like, a pretty underwhelming regular season. Series. I'm tired of that series because, and this is remains why I'm angry at Kevin Durant for leaving is because he robbed us of what should have been a historic rivalry. Yeah, between the Thunder and the Warriors should have been at in the conference final for like the next five six years, yeah. just going head to head. Mm-hmm. Curry, Curry versus Westbrook, you know, Draymond, Draymond versus Durant. That's what it should have been. It should have, yeah. Um, and we're never going to get to see that again. Yeah. And that that's, because for me as a neutral, that makes me sad. Because people say, oh, it's going to be Westbrook's redemption, but there's a massive talent gap between those two teams. Yeah. It's not even close. It's, it's, really, it's not even close. It really isn't a rivalry. It's, it's not. It's really not a it rivalry. It might be on a personal level, but on a basketball level. We saw it this year. The Golden State just literally walked yeah. all over and them. It, it all be, over them. It might be interesting this summer when OKC actually has a summer where they're not caught off guard. Where they can actually build their team. Yeah, see, nah, it's a bit different. They'll be more competitive next year. Absolutely. Um, but this year, no, that's not a series I want yeah. to see. Now, we are really running late. But one more. <laughs> we're still going to get through one more matchup. Yeah. And that's the 4-5 matchup. It's mostly going to be the Clippers and the Jazz. Yeah. Now, I'm pretty sure at the moment, the Jazz are the 4 seed. The Clippers are the 5 seed, uh, I believe. Oh, I got out of it. Well, he's he's close to standing there on his <laughs> laptop. Uh, yes, they are. I think they're going to switch. Okay. I think the Clippers are going to be the 4 seed. The Jazz are gonna be Clippers the are two seed. games behind. Well, let's just listen to the remaining schedules here. Mm-hmm. You tell me which one's harder. So the Clippers' remaining schedule. Yep. Lakers, Mavericks, at the Spurs, Rockets, Kings. So four out of the last five are at home. Sure. Probably three of them are absolute shoo-ins. Mm-hmm. you got Utah, you got yep. Washington, at San Antonio, yep. Portland, mm-hmm. Minnesota, at Portland, at Golden State, and San Antonio again. So they just have more games. So but that that could get easy if if the one seed the, is and the rest the factor. One seed I know. Is up. I know. Um, the Portland games will be tough. Yeah. Um, the Wizards game will be very tough. Yeah. Um, because that's the the Warriors Spurs finish at the end could either e- yeah, go no. either way. Um, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what it's you're a saying. tough run, but the Clippers are <laughs> they lost to the Kings. Oh. Was oh, that ultimate clue? They beat the Jazz. That's the thing. You they beat. They got the Kings coming yeah, up. Yeah, maybe it's a danger game. <laughs> they beat the That's Jazz. A trap game. They beat the Jazz a couple of days ago. We think, okay, yeah. here we go. They lost to the Kings, and I say lost. I mean, eighteen point lead with five minutes remaining. It was a complete. It was a meltdown of epic. Clippers can only do that. This team literally scarred. They're literally scarred. It's the same team. I remember. Remember, remember the start of the year. Remember the first month? How good they were. Do you remember that? And we thought, hey, maybe this is different. No, maybe the Clippers no, are here. Never, never buy that stuff. Remember their defense? Never. Was all... It's the same old story. <laughs> it's just... I bang the desk. I get angry at the Clippers. Yeah. 
you get oh. angry because it's year seven. Yeah. It's year, think, and we know they can do it. We know where, they can be think, good. Think of where you were seven years ago, Luke. Oh, I can't even How remember old what year it was seven years ago. <laughs> It was 2010. It was 2010. <laughs> 2010. I was starting off high school. Oh my goodness. I was in year seven. In, I think I was in. I was, I was starting high school. And the Clippers have been with me through that whole journey. <laughs> you just had it. Just had had it. In the back of my mind, thinking about these damn Clippers and why they can't win. Right. So if you feel like that, imagine this team. Oh, and I don't. I reckon this this is the last run, man. I think they, it has. they just got to go separate ways. You can't have seven years of just Chris. Meh. Chris, go to San Antonio. I'm telling you, man, go to San Antonio. Yeah, go to win, win uh. titles with Kawhi. You don't have to do this. But and it, isn't it a funny comparative? Because the Jazz are almost the complete opposite. This is their first year. We don't remember the Jazz. This is going to be their first year in the playoffs. So there might be some, yeah. well, for this core anyway. There might be some little playoff. Woes and growing pains, growing pains, yep. teething problems. Um, Gordon Hayward's been a bit sore lately. Rudy Gobert, you know, it, I think you can see glimpses of tiredness. Yep. In Utah, when they I watch played them, so hard all year, they have, and you can see it is wearing them down a little bit. But they're we talk so much about how much the defense dictates playoff series. Yep. Not many better defensive teams than Utah Jazz out there. No. Nope. They could beat the Clippers in a first round series. They could, but I don't think they will. They could, but I think we talk about matchups. This this is one where the Clippers have dominated it. Yeah, they have dominated it. They I have. think they've lost one of their past ten. That yeah, they've played. Yeah, um, they just when it comes to late game situations, it's funny. It's ironic because we're talking about the Clippers, but in this series they're weirdly comfortable. Yeah, um, they seem true. to know. They seem to know what to do. That's true. Um, if only they could translate it to games against the Kings. <laughs> uh, Those damn or, kings. Or, uh, <laughs> goddamn Kings. Those damn Kings. But yeah, I don't know, man. I, I haven't got much to say about the Clippers. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, we assume we'll be the Clippers in the, what, in the what's first the, round. What's to say about the Clippers that we already haven't said? For it's the, the there's for nothing this whole new. year. There's nothing you know? new. It's, um, and you can almost. We're sitting here two weeks out, three weeks out, and we just know what's going to happen. Yeah. They're, they're going to get crunched by we're Golden pre- State in the second round. It and uh, they, they might cop an injury here or there, as they always do. But whatever happens... At gonna... least they get to be healthy, man. Like the, like yeah. last, Hopefully they get a good run of it this year. Was last year the year they were injured? Yeah. yeah. Last year and the year before. Was it last year was one where Curry got hurt, then Chris Paul got hurt the next day. Next day. Can yeah. You, that, was, that was crazy. That was... Do you remember me and you? We were talking, and Curry got hurt, and I was like, "I was like, Luke, this this is the Clippers. This could be their time." I was like, "If I'm if I'm the Clippers, I'm saying, okay, this, this is, is it. This Here is we it. go. Here we and go." And literally the next day, it's unheard of. The next day, N- not the day, not two days, not three days. The next day, the next day, Chris Paul, <laughs> Chris Paul breaks his hand, Blake's out. Yeah, it's, it's it. It's done. And the year before, they had, um, that was when they blew that 3-1 lead. Oh, that game five, I think it was. Game six. Game six, excuse me, is the game that, That's, that, that, that will define this, this area. I think so. That and game defines More, more than, because they had, they had had that late game collapse in OKC as well. But that's against OKC. In OKC, it's a different story. Yeah. This, you're up 19 against this hapless Rockets team. Yeah. Who looked for all money? They were ready. That to go was a home. Josh Smith game. Josh Smith and Corey Brewer game. 
<laughs> Josh Smith and Josh Smith is out of the league. Corey Brewer might as well be out of the league. Um, <laughs> that game, if you if you watch that game, they had checked out. Harden wasn't going to play the fourth quarter because the game was a foregone gone conclusion, yeah. and he was on the bench. Dwight was on the bench. They were done. They were absolutely. They had thrown in the towel. They were done, and the Clippers gave them hope. Oh well. Yeah. It'll be fun to see, as it always is, the Clippers. Um, we're running out of time here, so we'll wrap it up. It's going to be a very um, riveting end to the regular season, seeing how all these matchups play out. Yep. Chris, as always, where can we find all your stuff? Uh, just on my Twitter, at cdesilver 23 And how about yours, mate? Yeah, I'm on Twitter, at Luke Sakari as well. You can catch all the stuff there. Um, we'll catch you next time here on the SCN NBA podcast. We might be downstairs. We might be upstairs. We might have music effects. We might not. <laughs> Who, knows? <laughs> Who knows? But we appreciate it all the time. Catch us on S- at SEN America on Twitter as well.